Hello and welcome to Terrace Memoirs, episode eight, uh, the place to come and talk about your experiences supporting your club. I am Dave Harris, uh, Reading fan for 30 plus years, season ticket holder for 20 plus years. Um, a reminder, uh, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, personal follow is at handbags82. More importantly, though, please, 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 please follow the, um, the, the, the podcast account at, at Terrace Memoirs. There's a Facebook group of the same name, email address. If you've got any comments, you want to come on the show, you want to slate me or whatever, uh, terracememoirs at gmail.com. Still haven't received any emails. Not really sure why I've set up the email address, but hey-ho, um, I might get an email one day. Um, just before we get started, um, an apology for no episode last week. It was a complete balls up on uh, my part, complete diary fuck up. Um, I had arranged to feature Brentford and England fan Billy Grant um, of Besotted, uh, Brentford podcast, uh, at short notice, clash of diaries, unfortunately rendered me um, completely unavailable. Huge and wholehearted apologies go to Billy. Um, I know he's got an extremely busy diary, uh, he's a very busy man, and he will have set time aside to record with me, but hopefully we can re rearrange and, uh, and tell his fascinating story, because it is a really good story, um, following both the Bees and England. Um, in addition to that, um, this weekend, um, hopefully most of my, if not all of my listeners, will have seen a tweet go out, uh, which went viral. Um, weekend saw the launch of an extremely laudable campaign uh, aimed at highlighting the issues of sexism in football, led by a um, guest of mine on the show, episode six guest, Kazme, um, who within that episode spoke of the abuse she'd received and the effect that that had on her as a woman following her football club, Bristol Rovers. Um, the campaign went viral, as I said, since the first tweet on Saturday with multiple football clubs and personality endorsements. Uh, and as a campaign that I personally wholeheartedly support. Um, since then, uh, since Saturday, I'm pleased to say that um, in part due to the relationship I struck up with Kaz, um, I've arranged so far six of the personalities that featured on the video to come on to the show, onto the podcast um, over the coming weeks. Um, and talk about their own football life and experiences, and of course, um, talk about uh, the um, the campaign, uh, which of course I haven't actually said what it's called yet. It's called Her, uh, Her Game Two. Um, so they're going to come on at some point um, in uh, June and July. Uh, as I said, I fully endorse the campaign, and I urge all listeners to follow at Her Game Two on Twitter uh, and get involved and offer your support. Um, that said. And I'm very conscious that this podcast has, um, over the last few weeks, been focusing on people who have a deeper role within football. This podcast isn't solely dedicated to that. Um, so uh, without further ado, we'll get into today's episode. So just as important to me is the opportunity to give people who are more, in inverted commas here, regular supporters. And this week um, features such a person as I welcome Carlisle United and England supporter Lee Simpson. On to the podcast. How are you doing, Lee? Good, mate. You? Good, good. I'm really, really good. So, um, get straight into it then. Where yeah. did it all start? Um, really, it started probably when, properly when I was about, I'd say about eight. Didn't really, wasn't really bothered about Carlisle. My dad took us to a few games. Went the first game in about 98, 99. Didn't really have any interest in supporting Carlisle at all. I was like most people in Carlisle. I just used to watch the Premier League. Um, 
wanted to watch all the big game, big names, big games, and didn't really have any interesting card or one little bit to be honest. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just didn't really, didn't really bother us. I was just like typical kid, just wanted to watch football on the telly. Uh, yeah, went to the odd game, but nothing, nothing really. One or two games a season. My dad kind of, my dad was a Carlisle fan. Uh, my dad, obviously, he was born in 65. So he went when we were like first division, 74. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he went right through. And it was kind of when he took over in 92, my dad kind of lost interest. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was born in 95. So it kind of, it didn't really carry on taking me really. He just, yeah. he just he stopped going himself. So... It wasn't really until probably about 2003, maybe, when they started going properly. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, you mentioned Michael Knight in there. I mean, we might want to get straight into that because that's quite a dark period in Carlisle's history, isn't it? Yeah, that wasn't, that was probably, it was, should have been, well, according to him, we should be in the Champions League by now. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was probably a good idea at the time. People who don't know who Michael Knight is, he tried to buy Man United, and I think they kind of simmed through him, and then he decided to buy Carlo in '92. Promised us yeah. that we were going to be in the top flight. Probably like for the first time since '74, I think, for the first time we were there, uh, and he didn't. Basically, he didn't have the funds to fund the club. He just just lied, basically. Yeah, um, and hence why. Um... Fortunes of Carlo United around that time were, is it fair to say, pretty much rock bottom. Well, um, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. To be fair, we started. We didn't start. I think. I think it took over in '92, and we won the league in the year I was born, '95, and we got to Wembley in '95. First time we'd got to Wembley. But yeah, then that'll be that, uh, Division Three, as it was then. Yeah. Yeah, Division Three. Won Division Three. We got, we got beat off Birmingham. It was the first ever Golden Goal game. We got beat off Birmingham uh, at Wembley. And then... Yeah, it's a Paul Tate goal, wasn't it? Paul Tate famous... scored a header. Yeah, scored yeah. a header. Quite famous so, because he um, he lifted the um, the old uh, uh, shit on the Villa t-shirt up, didn't he? Yeah. And got in trouble. Yeah. And then, and then I, f- I can't really remember because obviously I was just born, but I think the season after we got relegated, and then I think we got promoted the season after and we went to Wembley against Colchester in 97 and we won. So it was kind of up and down period, night, the night and era. And then obviously yeah. it got to 98. We were relegated again in 98. And then obviously the Jimmy Glass story, which I'm sure we're going to get to. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's get on to it now. We might as well. Um, of course, if, if you're not um, okay with exactly what happened, basically, well, how very pertinent that we've had a goalkeeper score in this weekend. Well, um. it, it, was, <laughs> it, it, it was funny because uh, I was my missus is a West Brom season ticket holder, so we were, we were watching the game and uh, he scored. And Jamie Carragher actually said, there's, there's keepers that have scored, Peter Schmeichel, Brad Friedel, and then he mentioned Carlisle, uh, Jimmy Glass. And it's like, Jimmy Glass. I seen Scarborough put a, a tweet up saying, I'm guessing this is the last time we're going to hear about the Jimmy Glass story. And match of the day said, absolutely no chance. <laughs> so it is, it's one it's one of them where like um obviously I was only young. I think I went to my first game in that season. I can't remember the game. I was speaking to my dad last week and I asked him and he says I can't remember when it what your first game would have been. But that was the that was obviously the season of well, Jimmy Glass. And yeah. the story is just unbelievable. 
Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was literally almost last kick of the last game of the season, and um, you had you just basically had to beat Scarborough or be, or not yeah. beat Scarborough, but but better Scarborough's result because Scarborough yeah. were playing at home, but they finished about five minutes ahead of you, didn't they? Yeah, we um, obviously with Jimmy Glass, he only played three games for us. He, yes, we, we 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 sold Tony Cake to I think Blackpool. I think it was Blackpool or Hart. Mm-hmm. It was one of the two. And then one of our other keepers got in. Was he get injured? And then we need an emergency goalkeeper, so we got Jimmy Glass on loan for the last three games uh, off Swindon. And I don't think anyone had really heard of him. And he came up, and it was just basically meant to be to fill in. And then obviously what he went on and done, he was like created history, really, like in the club. And I've, I've, I mean, I, I, you see Carlisle players, and I've never ever been nervous. But I met Jimmy Glass at Peter Murphy's testimonial when I was about eighteen, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like starstruck. And I was like, <laughs> I need to get, I need to, I need to get a picture of him. So I went yeah. and got a picture, and we had a chat for like five minutes. And like, even people who don't like football in Carlisle, everyone knows Jimmy Glass. Everyone knows yeah. who he is. And like, when he comes back up, everyone's like, like he's just, he's just an absolute legend of the city. Like everyone just loves him to bits. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can, you can perhaps. Um... People outside of Carlisle, or, or they, they can't necessarily grasp just how much of an effect Jimmy Glass had on that city. No, because uh, I think given you say he, he only and he only played three games as well, as you said. Yeah. You know that 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 effect that one player had having just played three games is uh, quite remarkable. It doesn't happen very often in football, does it? And I think it was because it was at the end of the night and era. Obviously, we'd just been relegated, and he kind of turned around and said, "I don't." I was promoted again, and then. We were gonna get relegated, and I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people thought that if we got relegated, we'd never bounce back. I mean, Scarborough never. We relegated Scarborough. I don't think they bounce back. Uh, um, I don't believe so, they have. No, you're right. So I think they're just like um, a bit like what Chester and that done the kind of redone a team, but they haven't really came back. So it's uh, I, it was it was it was um, it's 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 one probably one game I would I would love to have been at, but obviously I was too young. I was only four when it happened. So. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't there, but yeah, that was my first season, and the, I can't remember the first game we played Arsenal in the FA Cup in two thousand and one, and we got beat one 0 uh, Sylvan Wiltord scored. They had a good team. They played. They had the proper. They had the full team out. They played yeah, Camp Vieira. They were. They were. They, they played a strong team, and that was the first game I can really remember like being at. I was about six, maybe, and I. I still wasn't really convinced with with Sporting Carlisle. I, I I just wanted. I just I I just didn't feel it. I mean, I, I was going to watch England at the time, which I know we'll get onto later. But that I was kind of just. I just wanted to. That's. What I just my passion was more in the country rather than a club. But that was that. That's that's that was my first memory of the yeah. game. And I can I can kind of remember being that game has been really young because my dad my dad worked weekends so. The lad, my mate, who went to school with his dad, used to take us now and again when his like when his brother couldn't make it. I'd have his season ticket. But I yeah. can remember being at games, but as in a standout game, that was the first game I can remember because it was packed. You had like Arsene Wenger, you had like the proper Arsenal team that I can remember watching on the telly. They were good at that time. Mm-hmm. And that was that was probably the standout game I can remember. Yeah. So so did did your um did you like did your dad start going again in the end? Uh, yeah. No, I don't really. I mean, my dad did start taking us a lot, I think, because it was weird because I, I only started taking interest in when we put the season we got relegated to the conference. 
It was which which is doesn't really make sense because it was probably the worst season we had. We we like we lost like I think it was at like the first four games of the two thousand and three four season. Yeah, and but it was like it was kind of it was it, it was the, the big it was the start of the good times. I mean, Paul Paul Simpson came in, in charge, which is like he was probably the best era I've had watching Carlisle. Um, but. It's weird the season that I started because we just we just we just, the season that I started going really when my dad my dad started working from Monday to Friday rather than doing weekends so he started taking us more often and I just I, to be honest because I was only like eight or nine I don't think I I didn't really have passion in, in the football team I just liked going to watch football if that makes sense yeah yeah I didn't it wasn't really like, even when we got relegated I, I can remember like looking around and people were crying and I was thinking what they're crying for it's only football. And I just wasn't really, I just wasn't really bothered. Um, yeah. But that was that was the start of me starting to go. Not so much regular, but I, I st- we went quite a few. We started going away games and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that was the start of probably when I'd probably say I became a Carlisle fan when I two thousand three yeah. four season. So you had that season in the um, in the conference, and yes, yeah. yeah, I've so far I've had. Um, uh, Almost the polar opposite views on on Leeds. I mean, if you listen to, I think it's episode two uh, with Neil Maskell. He's uh, not well. Not only is he a Maidenhead fan, he's a Maidenhead. He's actually an employee of Maidenhead. Yeah, um, listen yeah. yeah, they're having the time of their life, really. Yeah, um, in the in the National League, and yet you know you speak to Bristol Rovers fans. Um, they uh, it, it was it was kind of enjoyable for them because they won a hell of a lot of games. And I can imagine you know a lot of Carlisle fans would maybe say the same, but you know, at the same time, you're still in that fifth rung of English football, dropping out yeah. of the football league. It's relegation is always painful, but it seems, it just seems to be that that relegation from the football league into the conference is, um, is, is excessively painful. Really? Is, is that how, is that how you'd see it up there? Yeah. Like I reckon if it happened now, I'll be devastated. But like I said, I didn't really feel anything like we got relegated and it was like, because I was young, I just I understood what happened, but it was like I just didn't I, I didn't I could see there was like like my dad was a bit gutted and and but I just I, I couldn't really understand like now if we got relegated this season to the conference I would be I probably would cry as a twenty six year old man and I would <laughs> I would I, I just because the best thing we done was obviously we we bounced back. We've got promoted, same as Bristol Rovers. That is like you look at the likes who've got relegated Chesterfield. I mean, York, even you get relegated, yeah. Wrexham, you get relegated. And if you don't bounce back, it's very, very hard. You got promoted through, um, through the playoffs, didn't you? Um, yeah, I got pro- with, promoted through the playoffs. Was that, was that promotion at the Britannia? Yeah, we wouldn't, yeah, we beat uh, Stevenage 1 0. That was that was probably that that season was probably no I'd probably say the season after but from two thousand and the two thousand and four four five season up until two thousand and eight like the Paul Simpson stage and when we had Fred Story was the owner they were the times when I think if we never had that four year gap four year period I probably would be like every other person in Carlisle and I would support Man United and Liverpool because mm-hmm. that them for that four years was just unbelievable. Like yeah, that was you he built a reputation, didn't he? Um it, 
of, of the football that he was playing, and he ended up going to Preston, if I remember right. Yeah, and a lot of Carlisle fans don't like him for that because not so much my age, but in the more like my dad's age, Preston and Carlisle were seen as the derby, so to say. But I don't see it. But a lot of people from Carlisle don't like him anymore. They called him. A, you know, I, 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 people would say he's a Judas and stuff. But he was going to a championship team. I think the championship at the time. I don't know. If, I they were, they, yeah, yeah. I think that I think they just. I don't know if they were pushing for the Premier League or not. But the, but it was it was going. It was I mean, he was taking a step up. He I think he'd done all he could at Carlisle, which he I mean he got us back to back promotions. We finished. I think we done. I can't remember. We finished in the two thousand six seven season, but I think we done okay. And then obviously 2007-8, we got in the playoffs to go to the championship. Yeah, which uh, and that's a which, playoff. Uh, you lost to the semis in that uh, uh, that year, should, didn't you? We should we should have got promoted. We needed to. I think we needed three points from the last three or four games, and we lost three on the bounce. And we drew to Bournemouth last home game of the season. And we just needed three points, and we would have been in the championship. And, uh, and Bournemouth was that the season Bournemouth were right yeah. in proper full-on doldrums as well. We we, we relegated them, right? I think yeah. they, they 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 finished. They never finished bottom. I think they finished about twenty first, twenty first maybe. But I remember, I, I I remember being at the game, and I just think we've done so well. Like we literally. We lost twelve. I think we lost twelve games. Was it twelve games all season? I think we only lost like three games before Christmas. We were flying, mm-hmm. and then we we just all of a sudden it was like you need three points from from twelve, and we've lost three on the bounce, and then we've drew it home to Bournemouth, who have been relegated, and it was kind of like, yeah, we got in the playoffs, but should have been the championship. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going into the playoffs on a bit of a downer. Can you remember who you played in the playoffs that year? Uh, Leeds, I remember it Leeds. clear as day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can remember it clear as day. It was probably the worst I've ever felt. Probably worse than getting beat at Wembley off Southampton. It was, mm. it was, it was horrendous because we we won two one away. I think Simon Hackney scored. Mark Bridge Wilkinson scored. We went two 0 up, and then they had a. They had a strike. It wasn't Beckford. It started with a B. I Luciano Becchio. That's it. He scored late on, and it was two one. And then I can't remember the home score. I think it was two 0 They scored. It went to two two, and then Johnny Holson scored last kick of the game, and they mm-hmm. went. They went. They went to Wembley, and yeah. it was just like I can remember being in the Warwick Road end, which is behind the goal, terrace behind the goal. And yeah. he scored in that end. And you know one of them where it leaves his foot about 25 yards westward just was, you just knew it was going in. Went in and I just can remember like, I just I just felt like drained. Because you're like, you've went from watching a team in the conference with like, you, you we were going to places like Lee Aramai and we were taking 1,500 fans away Tuesday night. They'd only have like, Three, four hundred fans, and then you were on the verge of going into the championship. Which, for me, at the like now, I think it's probably the best league in England. I know obviously the Premier League is the best league, but I think the most competitive league in England is the championship. And for me to see Carlisle in the championship would have been, it's it was just we were that close to doing it, and obviously yeah. after that it just kind of frizzled out to nothing really. 
even the seasons after that, I mean, I think we, I think he kind of Paul Simpson obviously went to um, Preston, and we got. I think I can't remember who came in. It was maybe Neil. Was it? I can't remember who came in after Paul Simpson. I think it could have been maybe Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott maybe came in two thousand eight, and mm-hmm. we finished twentieth. I think we stayed up like by, I think it was like a point, and it was like you went from such a high, finishing like fourth, and then it went to yeah. like twentieth, and then from the next five years, it was just we just potted about in League One, a bit like what mm-hmm. we're doing now in League Two. It's like you were just you were just finishing mid table, and it was just it, it wasn't great, and that was like at that time. I started going to football with my mates and they were like, this is who, I still, still go with the same lads that I kind of went, when I went out of school, still go with all the same lads that I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I, the thing with Carlisle is, the, it just, it, a lot of people just say, the club, there doesn't seem to be any ambition there. I mean, the ground is, everyone says, oh, you've got a dead old school kind of ground. Yeah, it's 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 old school for it's it's fallen to bits. If you you're not you're not getting to the to the championship with a ground like that. It's we need we need there's so so much money needs to put into the club. And you, you look at our group that we used to go with. There'd be twenty thirty years going to the game. Now you're lucky if there's five because people just have lost interest over the years because yeah. there doesn't seem to be. I mean, we got relegated in two thousand and fourteen, and it was kind of just back down you'd had all that hard work put in over the, that four year period then you've kind of just danced about in league one done yeah. alright nearly got into the playoffs in 2012 and then relegated you had some good players then as well I mean that 7-8 season I'm looking at looking at the top scorers Joe Garner and Danny Graham um, I, of course the, t- the team we had I mean we had uh, I, I, think we had, do I, I think we had Ian Hart round about that time Mm-hmm. Yeah, who obviously played for you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we signed him from you. Um, Brilliant player. Yeah, he um, scored plenty. Well, free kick it was unbelievable. It, oh god, that was exactly why why we bought him. Um, really, because we just lost Gilfie Sigurdsson for seven million pounds to Oppenheim. Um, and Gilfie's um, set pieces were uh, were was phenomenal, and it was a big part of our game, and we needed to replace that. And um, we signed Ian Hart and. Uh, Unbelievably, we got him for I think less than a hundred k. It's it's just it's just I think I think I mean I I I don't know, but I reckon that's just desperation from Carlo. Just a quick quid. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how old he'd have been when he went to you because he will he been early thirties. Early thirties, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it, it was, it was, it was, it was left back or centre back. He was oh, he was brilliant for us. Really, really good. But we had Michael Bridges, who was. I've got a mate who's a Sunderland fan and he can remember Michael Bridges from when he was good and played for Leeds, but obviously he lost a bit, but when he came to play for Carl, he was honest to God, he was like he was like watching Messi. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He was just the best player I've seen play for Carl by yeah. a country mile. So um moving on then. Um and we've touched on this, there was that relegation in two thousand and fourteen. Um and since then, you've been kind of, you've obviously had that, uh, well, 
down to League Two, and you always had that one playoff season back in 2017, I believe. Yeah. Um, painful season for me as well, uh, given the playoffs. Bloody things. You look at the playoff pushes that we've had since I've started going, yeah, we, we won, we, the conference one was successful, but then the 2007-8 one, we needed three points from four games. We failed to do that. 2017, we, we were flying. We sold Charlie White to, I think it was Bradford, in the January, banging goals in for fun, and then we dropped off. This season, we were top of the league at Christmas. We finished 10th. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's uh, it's one of them. It's it's like a, it's like a curse of the football club. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I don't know the ins and outs of the football club to an extent, but I just, I don't know. It was. I think you've got. A, I think you've still got. A, I mean, it's very, very rare now. Do you get the likes of? Ferguson and Wenger, where you have where they stay for for years and years on end, mm-hmm. and that was what was good to see about with Keith Curl was that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, lo- that that longevity. He was given time, yeah, yeah to, was, to do he was, something. He was given, he was, he was given, he was given, he was given. Well, he was given what was it, four years? Yeah, about uh, four years. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if like you say, if you look at where when, when we got him in two thousand fourteen. We didn't do too well the first season, but then after that, it was like we finished top half. We got in the playoffs. Uh, we got, I mean, even in the playoffs, we kind of scraped that. We were 3 1 down at home. Uh, we drew 3 3. We went away to Exeter. Yeah, I remember it. It was, I flew, I actually drove to Manchester with my mate. We flew from Manchester to Exeter the day of the game. Um, and they went two in the look. I think Ollie Watkins got two early on, and we equalized. We scored one, two goals in the 80th minute, and it was unbelievable. It was like, oh my god! I think, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna do it. It was. It was. Everything was going our way, and then Luke Screamer in about the ninety. I think it was about the ninety second minute, and it was. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, I can remember we, we stopped over and I walked back to the hotel where we were staying on my own. I left my mates were like, you come come for a drink. I said, no, nah. I said, I'm going back. I said, I don't, I'm not going out. And I just yeah. walked back and I just, I just, I don't, I don't even think I cried. I was just, I was just, I just felt like drained because it was like. You feel, yeah, you feel numb, you feel drained. Yeah, you feel tired. You feel just dejected. That whole, you get that whole, uh, um, sequence of emotions, and I know exactly how you feel. And it's not going to make you feel any better, but actually, I, the player I, I, I didn't, the, pl- I didn't the player, I didn't, go on. So, yeah, sorry, the player who scored that absolute screamer was actually on loan from Reading. Uh, it's Jack oh, Stacey, well. who's now at Bournemouth. So, um, and of course, um, was previously on loan at your place as well, I believe, a it, year before. It, it was, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but, but like you said, I didn't. I didn't feel angry. I can always remember straight as soon as after all the Carlisle players came to, the, to us. Um, I've actually still got um, one of the, one of the players' shirts, Jamie Proctor. Right. I've got his shirt. I only gives his shirt after the game. Uh, but I can remember walking up. Luke Joyce came up to shake around, and I can and I clapped the full team. I didn't. I didn't feel angry. I didn't. I wasn't. Didn't feel anything towards it. I like, know you get some people and they'll, they'll give the players abuse and I think. 
and I just didn't feel anything like that. I just, I just felt like, I just, I just, I don't know. It, I, it's hard to explain how I felt. Uh, the only other time I felt that is when I probably will get onto it when we got beat off Portugal in the 2006 World Cup. That was it. Was mm-hmm. just like this. It's just, it's just you know. You obviously you know what it's like. It's like it's just like a numb feeling that you can't yeah. explain. Yeah, don't we? Every if if you if you if there's a football fan around that says that they've never felt that feeling, um, yeah. then they are they they've they're either completely detached from it, or they haven't been watching football for long enough. But it's, because it's, it's, it, a, it, it is it's, it's a rite of passage almost, isn't it? Having having that feeling. It's weird because uh, I was down the New Forest a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I was cycling with a Southampton fan, and we were talking about it, and uh, we were saying it's like. I, I, it's, it's, I enjoy supporting Carlisle because it's like when the bad times are bad, they're like really bad, which is a lot of the time. But like when we like won at Wembley say in 2011, we got beat the year before of Southampton. And it's like when it's good, it's like you cannot beat it. And I, I mean, you seen Liverpool won the league last year and there was people in Carlisle like partying on the street. And I think you've never been to a game in your life. But I mean, you've never mm. been, you've never been to a game. But like, it's it's kind of like I get like a thrill of supporting a bad team, which sounds weird that, but it's like every year, every year, like so this year I was speaking to my dad, I said, Dad, what do we do it for? This is where we're at. What is the point? We're wasting our time. But like I think if, if I didn't if I didn't go much Carlisle, I wouldn't have all my mates that I'm mates with, all my mates are all from football, ninety five percent of them. So mm-hmm. I've, I've none of my friends, uh I wouldn't see anyone because even now I know, and I know, I live in the Midlands now. But even when I was up at home, I wouldn't see any. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see any of us. Only time we see each other is when we go to the football. We talk about football all the time. So if I took my set away from the football, then I just wouldn't be doing anything. So it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's it's a weird one. It's um, that's, that's one of the uh, one of the recurring themes um, that, that 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 I'm getting is just how many people. Um, their life and their circle of friends revolves around not just their own football club, but a multitude of football clubs. Yeah, um, yeah. And you say, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I wouldn't, I mean, I've not kept in touch with anybody at my schools. Um, any sort of former work, work colleagues are pretty much the same. Um, very rarely do I come across a work colleague who I, who I keep in touch with. But, yeah. you know, the people who I first met when I started going to football on my own, um, and that was... Well, that's twenty years ago now. I'm still in touch with, and I'm still best friends with them, and I still, you know, and it's the sort of relationships that you can build through this whole camaraderie. You can see you can see people that you haven't seen for five years, and you can just strike up a conversation, and it's like you haven't seen them for half an hour. That's what I say. If you look at my all my friends, like just every one of them comes from football. Possibly when I have kids, all the godfathers of the kid would be from the football. The best man <laughs> at my wedding will be a lad who I met through football, who's one yeah. of my best friends, Robert. E. I've, I've, it's 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 just it's just if I did not have the football crowd, I just I just I, 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 I mean I, I'm not saying I wouldn't have any friends because you go down a different road. So I know plenty of lads I work with, lads that, that don't like football, but I mean like you're saying, I, the only lads that I've kept in touch with from my previous work or school are the lads that follow Carlo. The rest mm-hmm. of them I never see. Because yeah, I don't really have anything in common with them. And I can imagine that you've had some banging days out with them as well. Can you regale us with any? 
Yeah, we've had um, there's a few that I probably can't mention, but there's a few that have uh, <laughs> just in case. I know my mum and dad will probably listen to it. So, but the ones that <laughs> the, 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 the the ones that we've had of um, yeah, just even going away on my own. I can always remember my mum sending sent going to my first away game on my own from there. We played Hartlepool on a Tuesday night and Carlisle and Hartlepool have a bit because obviously we don't have we have that many local derby, but Carlisle and Hartlepool. With that, when Dar, especially when Darlington went out of, they went down the leagues. Hartlepool didn't really have a thing, so it was always Carlisle and Hartlepool. Kind of, mm-hmm. that was like kind of like the derby, so to say. And I can always remember my mum sent us on the first away game, and it was like she was panicking. My dad was like, "You'll have to go," but I went and we got beat. Four, I think it was four-one. So but I remember it being a cold, wet, horrible Tuesday night. But they're the be- they're the best ones that we've had down to London. I mean, every every away game. And Carlisle was just. I remember getting a coach to Charlton about 2011, and we set off about five in the morning, and we got there about just before kickoff at two. Mm-hmm. We're four 0 down at half time, and I just remember <laughs> thinking, "What am I doing here? Like this is just unbelievable." But now we've had some, we've had some, we've had some good days out. We've had some, like obviously, like with um, the playoff bad days out, we've had. The trips to Wembley. I mean, Arnival obviously wasn't old enough to go in 95, 97. My dad, my dad went in 95, 97. Um, and then, but the, the back-to-back games when we played Southampton, they had, the team they had was good. They had like, I'm sure that the Ricky Lambert, I think Ricky Lambert might have scored. Yeah. They had Oxley Chamberlain, the Lana. They were mm-hmm. obviously different gun players and the beat was 4-1. And then to go the season after, and win one nil against Brentford was like unbelievable, and this is what I mean yeah. with, the, with 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 having such downers to have. I mean, the, I've, I've I think I've only ever cried watching Carlisle twice, maybe, and one of them was I think one of them was when we won the league two thousand and six, and one of them was when we won at Wembley. And winning at Wembley was just like no matter it's the Johnson's paint or whatever you call it now, the Papa John's trophy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of lost its soul now. I've got no interest in the t- competition. I just think it's an absolute waste of time. But just to see your team win at Wembley, it, like because we, we talk about, I reckon about seventeen thousand, and you, when you're getting like four thousand, five thousand at home, a lot of them obviously these aren't Carlisle fans. But just to take the city, just people who don't even go. I remember people. I was in my last year at school. There was there was people who had never been to a Carlisle game in years. Are oh, you going to Wembley? Are you going to Wembley? And it was like, yeah. And then you got there, and it was like, it was just like it was like the foot, the train from Carlisle to London was just full of people you knew, and just to go away and see your team, see your team at Wembley. I mean, I've seen them there twice, but even just to see them once is like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, because uh, that that um, final against Southampton you mentioned. I mean, they they had a look when they were on a roll as well. They had they they. Uh... I think if I remember rightly, they'd sat Callum Pardew at the start of the season and, and appointed Nigel Adkins uh, from Scunthorpe. They had signed Ricky Lambert, as you said. They had Lalana, um, Oxlade Chamberlain. They had Michael Antonio on loan from us. Uh, and actually, that day, that final of that day, he, it was his birthday, and he scored. I think it was a third or fourth goal. That's what I'm um, saying. I mean, we 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 had to have some decent players. I think Gary Medine scored for us. Don't know if you remember Gary Medine. He Gary Medine still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he scored yeah. for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were just outclassed in 
all departments because they mm-hmm. were just. I mean, look look at the players. Three three of them, like we just mentioned, they went on to play for England. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. have we we had nothing like we had nothing like that. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, it was good, but it was a it was a it wasn't the best best of days to be truthfully honest. No, 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 sure. But that that you know that was all you know put to bed the season after, wasn't it? And it's one of those things that Carlisle have is that. It, it, they don't, I think I'm right in saying they have the record number of appearances in the final of that, that particular yeah. trophy. Yeah, 95, uh-huh. 97, 2003, 2007, 2010, 2011. I never went. We, we played. I went in 2003 against Bristol City. That was at Cardiff. And then I never went in 2007 against Swansea. But we got mm-hmm. beat then. They had Lee Trundle when Lee Trundle was like, he was like the Ronaldo of the lower leagues. I remember he scored early on. He was like a chest and he volleyed it and he was just like unbelievable. I remember, yeah, I remember we had Swansea um, in an FA Cup tie in 2005, third round, and Lee Trundle was playing for them. And it was just not long after Kenny Jacket took over them and it was just when the when the seeds were being placed for their their progressive rise up the divisions. They were, they were well, um, League 2, um, as it is now, I suppose, um, yeah. at the time. Um, I think they, I think, if not that season, then certainly the season after they were promoted, they moved to their um, to the Liberty um, not long after that. Yeah, um, they, they, but Lee good. Trundle that day, or in the well, in both games, was particularly the second game, the replay at the Vetch. He was unplayable almost. How we managed to squeak a one nil after extra time, I will never know. Because it was, they it were wasn't really, like, really good. He wasn't. He wasn't like. It was, I'm not saying he was. He was big, but he wasn't like the slimmest of blokes. But he was like. So agile with the ball, he was doing step overs. They had Akin Fember up front as well. They were just mm-hmm. he scored. They were just they were they were, they were just they were there. They were that time playing Swansea. I can't remember if they. I think we played them last game of the season, and they might have got promoted. I can remember playing them about about late two thousand and seven, and I think they might have got promoted. But like you said, I think that was the start of their rise. They'd left the veteran and they went to the Liberty, and they, they will they got in the they got in the Premier League in the end, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, beat us in the bloody fail final. Well, we won't talk about <laughs> that. We'll move no, on. please don't, please don't move on. Um, but yeah, so um, so you've had um, obviously plenty of epic days following Carlisle, um, but of course. Um, in, in, and he mentioned it, you know, and alluded to it so far, um, that there are, are probably an equal, if not higher, number of um, epic matches that you've had following England, because um, you are an avid England fan, aren't you? Yeah, um, my mates give us stick for it all the time. I talk about it all the time, and uh, yeah, but I would pro- like people always say club or country, and I don't put one above the other. I don't, I, I, I don't, because I support. You get a lot of people, obviously, when the World Cup and stuff around the following England. But I would say I, I, I support England football team as much as I support Carlo. Yeah, yeah, I've, I, I still think if my dad never took us when I was so young, I don't think I would have got. I don't think I would have got into it. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of, um, it was just kind of. He, he just, he just, he just took us. I mean, I went to my first away game, two thousand and two, when I was. Six. I took was on my seventh birthday mm-hmm. um, to Amsterdam. My mum was not happy one little bit. <laughs> Is that the one all draw with Darius myself? 
Yeah, Vassell scored another a kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, we kind of went off. It wasn't. We we mean we went to Wembley a couple of times. We went for the Brazil game was my first game. Uh, I think we drew, and then my second game, I went to the last game when Haman scored a free kick for Germany. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one where Keegan got sacked. Yeah, that was that was that was. And then we kind of just went uh, went to the game against Greece. Beckham scored a free kick, and then it just kind of, we kind of, my dad kind of got into going. I think he'd never been before that. Uh, and then I, I think one of his mates from work had said, "We're thinking about going to Holland. Do you fancy coming?" And then I don't know why my dad thought it'd be good to take a six-year-old to Amsterdam. <laughs> but yeah. but I ended up there. Uh, I can't really remember much about it, to be honest. I, mean, I was only really young. I can remember bits about it, but if I was to give you details of... of what well, I can't remember too much about it either. I was in the student nah. union at uh, Stafford University. Well, there you I go. just remember Darius Lassell's uh, um, overhead kick, as you say. And that was only because I, I lived with a load of Villa fans and they absolutely, you know, worshipped the worshipped the, uh, the pants off him. Um, to, to be honest, though, that. A lot, a lot of people who go to Amsterdam don't really remember Amsterdam anyway, so I didn't really miss out on much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, different, different reasons altogether. No, no, um, no. But Dar- talking about Darius Marcel, um, I'm, I'm assuming, um, given that you followed England uh, uh, so so regularly, that you'll have seen um, his other, well, sort of, if not all of his other goals, then certainly some of his other goals, because he had he had a knack of scoring important goals, didn't he? Uh, thinking yeah. back to uh, his effort against Turkey, for example, um, at Stadium of Light. Yeah, um, that was, I can remember being to that game because I carried the flag out on the pitch before the game. Oh, nice. Um, that was, that was probably, I can't, it was, it, it was, a, it, that, that was, that was probably the most memorable game. Because it was the time when kind of Rooney was coming on the scene. It might have been his first start, I think. Yeah, because I think I think he yeah. made his debut against Australia at yes, Upton Park. Upton Park, yeah, that, yeah. that epic, that epic defeat. Oh, we'll just we'll just we'll just <laughs> move on from that because that was just embarrassing. But uh, yeah, that was the first, and I could just remember it was, it was it, that was probably the most memorable game. But yeah, like you said, Vassell, he was kind of one of them players that just he, he's he, he's he's not he was never he was never a world class player, but he just scored important goals so um, when did you first start going to England matches on your own then uh, 2014 um, I managed to persuade well I never managed to persuade my dad I can't, my, my mum and dad I just kind of said I'm going to go with my mates um, and it was yeah it was a bit of a it was a bit of a it was weird because obviously I've been going with dad for so long um, and we'd kind of like we'd built like we were kind of had a bit of a me and my dad we got following Carlisle. We didn't really Carlisle was kind of like my thing with my mates. My dad took us when I was younger, but we kind of um had a bond over England really. And it was weird going without him for the first time. Um but yeah, I went to we played in Basel and I'd already been before four years previously, so I think like my parents were like, Oh yeah, it'd be okay. It's yeah. only Switzerland. It's not like you're sending him to like Turkey or somewhere like that, and he's gonna get stabbed off someone. So he was just like a yeah. nice, easy. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a nice, relaxed place, nice, nice city. 
Yeah, um, if I remember right, just after the well, at the start of the new season, two thousand and fourteen, uh, just after the World Cup, so they qualified for the Euros. If I remember rightly, yeah, two thousand sixteen qualifiers. It was after the yeah. uh, Brazil the Brazil World Cup, which was um, not the best. Let's just no. leave it two, at that. Two 0 win. Two 0 win. Um, I couldn't tell you scored. We were drinking all the. Uh, <laughs> I think so Danny Welbeck got the second. He. Maybe did, and to be honest, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, 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 I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite good with who scored, but who scored? Normally, I can tell you who scored this game, blah blah blah. But yeah, that game, I think it was me. It was my first game away with my mate, and I was just trying to be been a big bollocks drinking all day. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was good to go away. I think it was the first time I'd been away actually on my own without. Any parent with my parents, and because I'm an only child as well, my mum's like dead protective over us. But she, uh, yeah, I think I'm quite sensible, so she, I think she trusted us, and I returned home, so uh, that was the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, it was Danny Welbeck who scored twice, by the way. Um, I'll do for me. <laughs> um, so that was the first first game, but then of course, um, yeah, well, it just continued really, didn't it? Um, following England, um. So yeah, listeners to my to my first episode when I've heard Jamie Butler. Um and of course he's one of the guys um who's in your one of well in your sort of enlarged group of friends with who you've met yeah. following England. Yeah, Jamie's kind of a friend a friend of a friend, if that makes sense. He's uh I I've I've, only, I've met him a couple I've met him a couple I think the last time I seen him was outside the ground in Kosovo and he was, I think he'd been drinking all day and he was trying to get into the ground. That was the last time I seen him. But yeah, he's kind of, he kind of a group of, group of friends. And to be honest, the group of friends that I made, that I've made following England only started from 2014 because before that, it was just me and my dad. Uh, but the lads that I, I've I've met over the years, I mean, some of them are like my best mates. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we we haven't we've the group hasn't changed much. It's just kind of got bigger, uh, and the group the group from Carlisle and group from England are completely different. There's only three lads that come to England from Carlisle. The mm-hmm. rest of them aren't too bothered, really. Which is which is it's it's kind of I wish more than would come, but it's kind of in the same. It's kind of good to have another group of friends as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's not yeah. disrespecting my friends, but I'm just saying it. It is good to have another group of lads um, because it goes obviously it goes uh, beyond going away to watch England. I mean, our girlfriends are all friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go meet we meet each other um, quite regularly now. It's easy that I'm in the Midlands now, so I see a lot more of them. Uh, they're all dotted about Bristol, Stoke, um, London, even. So I see quite, I see them all quite regular, which is, which is still good considering we haven't been able to go away in eighteen months. Um, but now nah, we, we we've done we've done. I think I've been to maybe about thirty away games. So I've been okay. quite a few. I've been to quite a few, but um, the the best ones, uh, the probably the worst places you can think of going, like just your Kosovo's, Slovakia. They're all the the ones that as soon as you get the draw, I mean we're, we're booked to go to Andorra this year, which is like <laughs> you just you just it's it's 
the what the, the the Germanys and the Spains and the Italys. I don't. I mean, I go because I, I'm an England fan, but they don't really do anything for us now. But the ones where Kosovo, I remember we went to Slovenia, me and my mate, um, and there was only about just over a thousand England fans there. It was in October. Yeah. It was freezing. I, 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 I turned. We flew on the day of the game. We came back. I think it was the day after. I turned up with the thinnest jacket ever, a t-shirt. It was about minus two. We drew nil nil. It was just horrendous. But they're the best ones. You always get the ones where you go where it's the littler trips. You get the better. The better because the likes of the Germany and the Italy and etc. You get on. It's like a trip to Wembley, isn't it? You get all the clingers on. Well, it's just it's just or it's the touristy like, it, ones. And you just get it's just you get lads that never go and they're just they're just causing trouble and you just get the police treat you like you're an absolute idiot where you go to the ones like like Kosovo I remember Jeremy mentioned about Kosovo it was and you, 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 I'm not over exaggerating you went I remember we got there we went to Albania first we had a night there which was great and then went to Kosovo and we got there on a coach and we went to a pizza place and we got pizzas beers and we went to pay at the end and we, they went oh no it's already paid and they pointed at two blokes in the corner and they paid for our there must have been 15 of us and they paid for mm-hmm. everything. And it was right. just like... Because the, 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 yeah, the, the Kosovo um, uh, experience is, is totally different for, as I understand it, totally different for an England supporter because of what um, the political situation over there and the way that the Kosovans perceive, um, well, essentially the UK armed forces and therefore um, yeah. as, a, as, a, as an extension of that, you know, the UK population. Um Hence the reason why that, but you wouldn't necessarily get that if you went to, say, their neighbour Serbia. Uh, you wouldn't get that if you went to Croatia. You wouldn't get that if you went no. to. Uh, it might not be the same as Montenegro. I'm not sure. They um, Kosovo. I know. I know they're very. They, they they consider the English and perhaps the Welsh and the Scots as well. I'm not sure. Um, and the Northern Irish um, as friends, but certainly the English. I know that they were very, they were very made to feel very, very welcome, which is unusual. As you know, as yeah. I, again, as I understand it, following England because everybody knows about about the English fan and the perception of the English fan in some of the uh, some of some of the countries in well, if not all of the countries in Europe, and therefore the reputation proceeds, and you are well, you're essentially treated as a um, as a probable hooligan rather than somebody who's just gonna you know follow the country and, and go and watch a game of football. Yeah, I mean, we had one incident um, when we, we played in Slovakia, which was Allardyce's only game. Late Jack Wilshire uh, winner? No, it was Lalana. Oh, was it Lalana, was it? Okay. Lalana. Um, we, we we got we went there and we were just, I mean, we were just treated like absolute animals. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were in a, we, were, we were drinking all day in a bar. Um and I think you know it's we've been, we've been out all day. We, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just singing like I think we had. The, I'm sure we were playing with the laptop in the in the bar, and we were putting like songs on, just not England songs, but just any random songs. Yeah. Um, we just we got told to leave, and we were like, oh, well, we're just coming up stuff for a drink now. I leave, and all of a sudden these security guards have come in. Uh, there was a bit of a tussle going, and I got through to the floor. Someone stamped on us. Um, I stood up 
and I mean, I, I won't mention his name, but one of the lads got stabbed, put in intensive care. He was in a proper bad way. Uh, and to be honest, for me, that was, I, I actually missed the game because I physically, I went, I, I was got, after the trip, we were going to Ibiza and I remember ringing my dad saying, dad, this is what's happened. He went, do not go to the hospital. He went, because if you go, obviously, they're going to think that something happened. He went, just don't do anything. So, and that, at that point, um, yeah, dad, he was just, it was, it was horrible. And I can remember going home to my dad and just saying, well, it just, it could have been me. I could have been in. Obviously, I could have been seriously injured. Uh, I wouldn't say it was going to stop us from going, but it was one of them. I, I, we, I remember when we went. I think we went away. I think he went away. Yeah, went to that, that Slovenia trip after, and I can remember just like having the wits about us a bit more, a bit more yeah. like switched on. Maybe a bit paranoid, but uh, it was yeah, it was definitely an eye opener. But like you say, with the Kosovo thing. I think I think I think the whole English England reputation of causing trouble abroad. I, I think I, I think to me that's it's, that's that's all dead and buried now. It's 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 it, 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 it's not like what it used to be. I feel like in in the eighties, football's changed right along the right along the the board, even at club level. When you talk about when you when you talk about saying it's dead and buried, I mean you're obviously talking from from a far more experienced position than I am. Um, when you say it's dead and buried, are you talking about the actual behaviour by fans on the ground, or are you talking about the reception that they received? No, nah, no, nah, the the, the, the behaviour I'd say is gone. Yeah, the yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, the the reception hasn't gone. No, uh, no, nah, and and it's 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 like anything though. Imagine. Let's say, for instance, Leeds went to play someone small, say Carlo, in in the in the cup. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the same type of thing. It's like oh, England are coming, uh, and you get you get you get a, like a, you get made a bad reception of, of of certain fans. But to be honest, that's that's only ten percent of the time. I mean, even when you go to places like uh, I'm trying to think where we've been, where it's been. Even good, San Marino. Even it was it, it was nice. Um, I just think I just think England get a bad reputation from yeah because of what's gone on in the past. Yeah. yeah, of course it has. But but that but, but but people need to move on. I think the press like to play on it as well. They get well, they, absolutely, absolutely, they do. Uh, that's und- undeniable, and and it's a shame. I mentioned at the start the apology to Billy Grant. One of the things that I wanted to talk about to him was the experiences in Marseille uh, with the Russian fans. Now, I don't know if you were there for that. Yeah, I was. Um, uh, we, we, we went to that game, me and my dad. Yeah. Um, um, which and, was just... And, yeah, so, so, of course, and that was... At first, the narrative was being portrayed, England fans are causing trouble in Marseille. Um, and, of course, it wasn't that. And it was only when, I think, Billy Grant, I'm pretty sure it was Billy Grant, um, who spoke to Five Live um, and and said, this is what happened as a respected football fan, an extremely respected football fan and a lovely bloke to boot. Um, and of course, Stan Collymore as well was, you know, everybody takes the piss out of his just a journalist thing, but actually, no, yeah. he was doing a, a damn fine job of reporting what was going on. Um, it was, I, 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 well, I think it's, it's, um, 
it's it's widely, if not universally, accepted now that it was the Russians who were who came to cause anarchy. Really, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because before that, me and my dad, we um we 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 were, we were drinking on the port. Uh, it was fine, and it was it was we like you tell you it's the stories that you get told. Uh, just exactly what they were like. One minute it was like a nice, calm, peaceful marina port. The next minute it was like a war zone. It was unbelievable. But the police didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I, we, we I can remember my dad saying to us, "Let's get out of the pub because we didn't want to be stuck in the pub in case anyone came into the pub." And then we left the pub, and the police just fired a tea, a, 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 a what's it called, a CS canister, just right, right at yeah. us. Uh, and I mean, they were, they were like canisters. They're like a coke can, and they were, they were just they were just shooting them at people. And then it was kind of like they blamed the English fans. But if the English fans just stood there and didn't defend themselves, I mean, unfortunately, uh, some people but exactly. Never... What what are you what are you going to do when when you know it doesn't matter. It's, you know, so it's just, it, there's a wider policing point here um, to be had. But what are you going to do when somebody starts firing tear gas canisters at you? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you know you've done nothing wrong, and you know nobody around you has done anything wrong. You're going to be pretty damn angry, aren't you? Let's face but, it. Well, yeah, because we uh, like it was it, 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 it kind of just happened, and then it like so there would be a scuffle, and then it would stop, and the Russians would kind of regroup, and then it would just happen again. But um, nah, just I think the police didn't have a clue what they were doing, and the England fans got blamed. Again, it was um, me, me and my dad were laughing the other week because we, uh, we were on about the, the Euros and we'd been out. I think France played Albania. Um, was it Albania? It could have been. And then we went back and as soon as we got in the hotel, we just heard all this commotion and there was about 50 Russian fans with MMA gloves on, gum shields in, just ran past our hotel. If we were outside, about 20 seconds later, it would have just caught them. It was just one of them where you just... Big deep breath, sigh of relief, and I just thought, so glad we never got caught in Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I mean. Like, I, I got going away with my dad, he's like, he's not getting much younger, and he's like, sometimes you see him, and he's just like, I'm too old for this now. All the negatives aside, then, um, and they are what they are, the, 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 the positive side must, must have been, or you must have seen, you know, significant positives, you know, certainly. In I think you said it was 2006 in Germany, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And there was some. All right, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly the. Uh, um. So as, as England fans, I think we hope for for, for sort of free flowing attacking football, don't we? And you know, I don't think it was ever going to be that under Sven. Um, no. But you know, we got to the quarterfinals, and 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 you mentioned. Uh, well, so you, you certainly mentioned earlier. Um, was it in uh, in Gelsenkirchen? Um, yeah. Well, we ended up playing Portugal, but up until that point, we'd uh, we'd, we'd done ourselves pretty, you know, reasonably proud. Yeah, we done we done quite well. We, me and my dad went to the first game against Paraguay, won one nil. None of the games were really like thrillers, but we we won. Uh, and then I never went to the next two games. I came home, which we played Trinidad and Tobago and Sweden, when Joe mm-hmm. Cole scored the volley. Uh, and then we went back out for the last next two games. Ecuador was in Stuttgart. Yeah. And then obviously 
Portugal. We went back out. We were, we were already out for that. We went out kind of with intentions to stay until the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, as an as an eleven year old kid, it was just it was unbelievable. I'd I can't wait for the Euros to be in Germany to do it as an adult, but to do it as a kid was it was just it was I can't remember my mates at school were like I can't like, it's unbelievable that you go in there, and it was kind of like and so I, at the time I, I didn't really think about it, but like thinking back now. Like, my, my, my dad, for my dad to take me as a kid, I mean, he could have easily just, I know a lot of people that would just turn around and say, no, nah, I'm not taking my son there, I'd rather just close my there. So that's what I'll always thank my dad for. He kind of, that's why I kind of now when I say to you, I'll always, I would always ask my dad, if my mate said to me, um, do you fancy this England away game? I'll always ring my dad and say, dad, do you fancy it? If he didn't fancy it, I'll call my mate. It's the same as my dad because my dad always, Sacrifice going with his friends to come with me. So now I would always yeah, yeah. put my dad first. Um, but yeah, to go there. I mean, like I said earlier, the the feeling of the Portugal game was just. I think that was my first proper disappointment in football. Yeah. And it was probably it's probably it's probably it's weird, but it's probably it was it was it was not good to feel, but it was it was. I, I think it. I think if you. If you don't feel the disappointment in watching a football club, then I think there's only the likes of people who support, say, for instance, Celtic, where they're going on winning nine leagues in a row. Uh, but to feel disappointment like that was just—it was the same feeling. I can always remember it. I can remember it as clear as day. I can't remember mm-hmm. much about the tournament. I can remember bits about the games, but the Portugal game, I can remember pretty much everything that happened during the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I know. I can tell you where I watched it. I watched it in uh, Sailors in Newquay. Um, so I was down there with my girlfriend at the time and feeling, you know, utterly dejected at the end of it. Um, it was it was horrible. Yeah, I can always remember we uh, we were right up in the right up in the gods, and obviously Rooney got sent off, and it was kind of weird. You seen a commotion, he went off, but then I can always remember the penalties. Um, we stood right by the exit because on the way there, we all got chucked on um, like buses, like shuttle buses, to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. You could you could not move. It was red hot. So my dad thought, soon as it, soon as it goes, we'll get out. And I can always remember. Um, obviously, the penalties were horrendous, as usual. But um, but soon as Ronaldo, soon as Ronaldo scored, I can always remember. Not even. Really feeling the motion. I remember as soon as he scored, my dad just grabbed us, turned around, and we just we left the ground straight away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really feel. And I can remember walking back to the bus, and I I just felt horrendous because when you're 11 year old and your dad's saying to you, "We're staying out until what? Till England get to the World Cup final." You believe that you're going to get to the World Cup final, and then it's kind of like you were going home. You, you, you was we were going home, and it, 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 yeah, it was it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. So, talking about the the good times, um, well, and the bad times, of course, but you know, the good times, we've got uh, six questions here, the significant six. Now, we're going to go through these twice, which I haven't done yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll go through them for Carlisle and we'll go through them from England, uh, or right. for England, should I say. So, um, and then we'll have a little chat about, about, about your answers. So, uh, question one, Carlisle, your best game. Um, well, probably have to be Brentford at Wembley. 
the uh, JPT, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that would that's that's the best game, just for obvious reasons. Uh, best away ground or favourite away ground? Um, well, they've just left, but York. I used to like going to York. It was just, it was just a proper old school football ground. Uh, I'd probably, I would pick, I would pick York as my favourite away ground. Okay. Favourite season? Best season? Two thousand and five, six. Uh, your best ever away day. Oh, I think of a best away day. Um, probably the first one that my dad took us to. You know, uh, we beat Dalit in five now. Uh, 2005. I would probably choose that just because it's my first away game. We won 5 0. Uh, was that at, uh, was that, that that was at their new ground, wasn't it? That was it. That was at the new ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, your favourite current Carlisle player? Oh, my favourite current Carlisle player. If I've got to pick one. Um, you know what? I would probably pick. I, I wouldn't say I, I. I would. I wouldn't say I would. I properly liked a player because I haven't really been. I haven't gone. But one of the players that I think will be decent is Jack Armour. He's defender. He's a. Yeah, I reckon he's. I just think he's one with. He's probably one of the or George Tanner. George Tanner or. Uh, I'd say in a few years to come they'll be playing the championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, and favorite all-time Carlisle player? Um, probably I'd have to say Michael Bridges. I should say Jimmy Glass, but Michael Bridges just because mm-hmm. when he played for us, like I said earlier, he was just coming to the end of his career, but he was just he was unbelievable. Okay, so the JP, we have alluded to it before um, about about how you felt and what happened. You said it was a one nil win, this Brentford match at Wembley. Um, so presumably this is one of the days that you can remember almost everything about, yeah. Everything I done, where I stayed, what I done the night before. Uh, yeah, I can remember everything. Uh, we don't. To be honest, we don't. We stayed and we drank. Uh, in the same place as we've done the season before. Um, but yeah, I can remember everything about it. I can remember Peter Murphy scoring. I think his wife had a baby two days before. Mm-hmm. So the only times I've ever seen us win, like the playoffs and that game, he's scored both goals and we've won 1-0 both times. Um, but yeah, just I remember when we scored, I just grabbed the first person I'd seen. And, Some, yeah, and, and you've not seen him since either, have you? Probably never seen him since. Uh, <laughs> and it was just, it, it was horrible when we, because when we scored, I think we scored in the first half, and it was like one of them where you, you just can't wait for the full time whistle to go. You couldn't, I couldn't enjoy the game. I, I didn't enjoy one minute of it. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get the win, and that was all it was about, yeah. really. Just and that clock. Ticks so slowly uh, in those circumstances, doesn't it? 
it was just, especially because it was one nil, and I just thought, nah, I've seen too much. I've seen too much of disappointment. The bouncer score, and then when, and then when the um, when we won, it was just, it was brilliant. It was, it was, yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was good, and especially because I it was just, I went with my dad, and we kind of like, it, it was just good to spend just going with, going there with my dad, and it was it, the full day. Just, I mean, uh, if you, you you know, it's like if you when you win at Wembley, just it's 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 just different different class when you win with your club. It's just no, you, you say I know what it's like. I don't know what it's like because I've never seen us win at Wembley. So oh well. <laughs> Or Cardiff, for that matter. Well, <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day. Well, yeah, hopefully, 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 hopefully. <laughs> so anyway, um, Bootham Crescent, just or was it Kit Kat, the Kit Kat Arena, or Kit Kat I think Crescent, it, I or whatever think, it was called. I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think it was called the Kit Kat Stadium the first time I went. Uh, but no, just York. Um, good, good. I, I, I've probably been to York. Seven, it's probably one of the most times I've been to watch Carlisle, as in away games. Like it's, it's just loads of pubs. The ground was so central. It was old, like an old school ground. But like I was saying before about Carlisle, they've moved. Obviously, they want to progress. That's all these football grounds are going to go now. But now I used to like going to York. It was one of the old... used to go on a terrace as well as in a way as in a way fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I used to I used to like I used to really like York, and it's it's about two hours away from us, but that's a lo- pretty local game for us. Yeah, and two thousand five six. One of the times I've seen us won the league. So back to back promotions, mm-hmm. um, and just the first season. What I would probably say I really was a proper proper Carlisle fan. Um, just yeah, just 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 obviously winning the league. Uh, I mean, it doesn't come whether it's the Conference North or the Champions League. If it's your club, there's nothing really that comes better than winning a trophy, is it? Really, that's what that's what no, you do. That, that, that's what you go to football for, isn't it? You don't go for exactly finishing first in the division and being the best team in that division. Nothing beats watching your team. Lift the trophy at the end of the season. I mean, that's what yeah. that's as football fans. That's that's what we go for, isn't it? You don't, you, we don't go to finish second or third. You go to finish first. That's that's mm-hmm. that's what you pay your money for, isn't it? Um, Darlington, five nil, two thousand and five. Now I went uh, to the Darlington Arena once, um, and it was a very very strange experience. Yeah, um, it's, 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 they, they they didn't suit that football ground one little bit. It was. It was. Uh... I'm convinced. I am absolutely convinced that there are probably twelve and a half thousand. That's fifty percent of the seats in that stadium that have never been sat on. One hundred percent. Because well, I remember we went. Um, I'm probably convinced we had to take a turn away game. It was the season we won the league, um, and we took five thousand fans. They had two thousand at home. They had to extend the away end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think we back in the days of pay on the gate, presumably. Then, probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember, my dad, my dad took us, to, we went to a pub and that before, and it was kind of my first because I'd, I'd just been used to going to watch us play at home, so it was kind of my first day of going to a new place, going to the pub with my dad. I mean, it was only 10, but going to the pub with my dad, 
and kind of get that away game feel. So and to win five mm. 0 and I don't think it really could have been much better than that. No, sure. Sorry, five goals away. It's not often that, that happens. Um, I, I, it's, it's good to see them gradually making their way back. Yeah, I'd, I'd, um, I'd like I'd like to get them back. I'd like them to come back because it was a. No matter if you support the team or whatever, it's, it is a shame to see them. Look what's happened to Barry. Do you know what I mean, it's it's yeah, as yeah. Much as, it's as happened, much second, happened to too many clubs. As much as I can complain about being a Carlos and nothing would come close to not being able to go. I couldn't think of anything worse, to be honest. Like I said mm-hmm. before, that's it. My life would practically be be gone. Um. So Jack Armour or George Tanner. Um, do you know what? I'll probably pick George Tanner. I just tell me I, about him. Um, he's a he player that I think he played. He played. He played. Uh, full back. He played. He played a full full back, and he got he got released from. I think he played from. He played for Man United. Played for Man United. Did we get him? We bought him from Man United. It was one of them players. You know when they say. Um, we bought a play for Man United, and it's you, you, you're not expecting to buy um, like Paul Pogba or someone like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, no. he, 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 he stacks it. Good uh, experience, played for uh, England under, I think played for England under 18s, uh, and he just kind of came in, and you could tell, you could you, you could tell that he he's played with decent decent players, mm-hmm. um, and he's got that kind of. No, like a, a modern day full, more like a like a modern day fullback, gets up and down the line. Same with same with uh, Jack Armour. We get up and down the line, uh, get the ball in. He, they're more like wingers now, aren't they? Uh, attacking, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Attacking is as much an asset as a full for a fullback as it is defence nowadays, isn't it? And I think with 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 who with our strikers, uh, kind of. With them, with them being so tall, they fitted in perfect. The pair of them have mm-hmm. um, get getting the ball, getting the ball into into the box for our for our strikers. But I think I listened to is an that, interview. Is that playing now? The, the, the sorry, the traditional four two three one or a four one three two, or you know where you've got wide um, yeah, yeah, kind of, players, yeah, but yeah, not yeah, traditional yeah. attacking wide players. The, the width. The, the natural attacking width is provided by the fullbacks, and they kind of complement that system. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's it, it. I think that's more the way the game's going now. Where you used to play just have your traditional four four two, and you, you, your defenders were just there just to basically stop goals going in. Edit, that's the, the edit away, edit and kick it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all it was. It was just but where now. But I mean, I listened. I did listen to an interview with. George Tanner and he, he there's, there's 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 no hiding that we're just basically a, a platform for him to go on and hopefully get back into the Premier League. Really, that's I think that's where yeah. he wants to go. But um, but now I think and as well with Jack Armour, he will with his height. I think he'll probably end up being a centre half. But he's only I think he's only about nineteen. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say they're probably the two. That I've probably took to this season. I'm not saying they've been the, the the best players. We had John Mellish, who was a centre centre half. Uh, 
and he's been put into midfield this season. I think he scored 16 goals. So he's a uh, return from midfield. Really which is really good, especially especially when we bought him as a centre half. Um, but yeah, Ian Hart all over again. Well, yeah, not as good as Ian Hart. No one's got no one's <laughs> as good as Ian Hart. But uh, no, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely them too. But I think as well because we I, I mean, I was lucky enough to go to a game in December against Bolton for Drew three three. But when you're not going to games, you don't really feel the connection with the players. Do no, I mean? sure, I understand. You can't, you can't really see that. You can't really see what they do. Where, especially with a team as small as Carlisle, you can kind of you feel more closer to the players, mm-hmm. as in when, as in when you're watching them on the TV. But yeah, if I was to pick two players that probably, I wouldn't say they were, they, they were probably the best this season, the best players in the team this season. But two that I would probably say that would, that will go on to probably play, maybe not Premier League, but definitely. In the championship, I'll probably pick them too. Yeah. And so you, you picked Michael Bridges for your favourite Carlisle player ever. Now, of course, um, anyone of an age will know Michael Bridges was an extremely cultured uh, uh, centre forward striker in the Premier League with Leeds and Sunderland um, and was uh, curtailed quite drastically through, I think it was. Um, snapped Achilles tendons. It wasn't just a torn, it was a snapped Achilles tendon. Um, and, uh, and had at least two years out of the game at Leeds. Um, what are your uh, memories of him? Uh, just unbelievable. I think we signed him the year when we got promoted, 2005-2006. If I remember right, people might. I'm sure that's when we signed him. He never played in the conference, but he played in the season we won the league. Um, just like like to say, he, he he took a step down. Obviously, you're saying was it with injury? He snapped his Achilles, so maybe that's why yeah. he did. He, 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 but he was just you could tell he was he was just a, a step above the rest. I remember he scored there a volley away at Northampton. And everything with him was like effortless. He just mm-hmm. you could tell he played at a higher level. He was he was just he was just he was just he was just for, for what for what we've probably seen as in when I first started going, he was probably the closest you would see to being Premier League standard, as in mm-hmm. you could tell he'd been at a bigger club. But yeah, he was um he was, he was, he was just, he was brilliant to watch. And I was good. I was, I was sad. I would, I was gutted when he went. I can't hundred percent remember when he went. I think he maybe went the season after we got promoted. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think he maybe went to Australia. I think he's still over there now. Um, but yeah, he was just, he was, he was brilliant to watch and clinical. You know, just like a striker, you get, you get like uh, clinical strikers such as I don't know. Kane, but he was like at the League Two level. He was just he got the ball, and if you give him it in the right place, he was scoring. Mm-hmm. He was um, uh, he was signed by um, by Leeds for five million pound in nineteen ninety nine, which back in then then days was a huge transfer fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from Sunderland, and he replaced Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, um, who who joined Atletico. Did he Atletico go to Chelsea? 
Does he? Well, he went to Atletico Madrid. And then back to Chelsea, yeah. They went to Chelsea, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. him at Chelsea. No. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, your, 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 I mean, your memories of Carlisle are obviously very fun. Um, and he didn't spend a huge amount of time there, but obviously made made a, a big impact with his quality. Yeah. I think it was just because that was the time when I kind of started to fall in love with Carlisle. And that was the player. I've, I've probably, I've liked players more than him, but as in the best player that I've seen in that period of when I became a Carlisle fan, that was, it was probably him. Yeah. So, of course, uh, as I mentioned, there'll be two sets of these questions. Um, and uh, we're covering the England section now. So, um, your favourite game? Um, probably Wales in um, Euro 2016. Just uh, for... Yep. Just, just obviously for... It was just a brilliant game to be at. Mm-hmm. Favourite away ground? Oh. Uh, oh. I will... I'll, no, I'll say the Amsterdam Arena. I think that's probably one of the best ones I've been to. Probably. So, Favourite tournament, so shall we say? Uh, I, well, even though I never went... 2018 for the qualifiers and everything, and just it was not. It was it was a it was a it was a good. It was just a good time to to, to be around, really, wasn't it? The 2006 2018 summer was just booming in this country with football. It's coming home. It, it, it uh, nearly did. It nearly did. Yeah. Um, your favourite um, ever away day following England. Uh, probably the three-two in Germany. Good choice. We were two-nil down. Yeah. Um, favorite current England player? Oh, just trying to think. You, you know, what? I'll probably say Phil Foden. And favorite all-time England player? Uh, Wayne Rooney. So talk to me about Wales in 2016. Obviously, so many people will have seen that on the telly. Um, there were a few thousand um, in the ground that will have been there. Limbs are plenty, particularly right yeah. at the end with Dan Sturridge's winner. Uh, talk to me about it. I just think because we drew against uh, Russia, obviously they scored late on, and with Wales scoring, Bale scored a free kick, and it was kind of like we need, we just needed to win. We had to win, and I think Vardy came on as a sub. He did score, scored, and then it was like, oh, well, it's a point at least. And then obviously, Sturridge scored, and the full players, well, the full end behind the goal was just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, not just there, there as well. You've got the, the um, so many videos that you you, you see the the, um, the bar at Ashton's Gate. You see uh, the bar. In oh god, I forget what it's called now. The one in South London, limbs are plenty. I don't know how many broken yeah. legs. That was, uh, I, that don't, uh, I, I don't. I uh, don't. It's weird because when when we score, I don't hug my dad that often. But like that was a game where like I just hugged him, and it was like <laughs> unbelievable. And just it was just it was just it was one of those. It was, it was just it was especially at tournament. It was it was it was pretty special to be honest. Yeah. So, um, the Amsterdam Arena. Now, it's not a ground I've been to. 
Um, I've been to um, to Kuip in Rotterdam. Um, I absolutely love it there. And I've got I need a, to visit. I need to visit that ground. Yeah, it's oh, it's brilliant. Particularly if you if you actually see a final game and a big final game as well. It's it's it's, it's to me, it's a ground like no other. I can't speak from a huge yeah. amount of experience, but but it's a historic ground as well. But I've um, yeah, I've got a bit of an affinity with Feyenoord, so I've uh, um, yeah. If if I ever went to the Amsterdam Arena, um, it would be reluctant. But at the same time, yeah, it's one of those grounds that you just kind of need to do. But they're my thoughts around around uh, the Amsterdam Arena. So uh, yeah, tell me about it. Probably just it was my first England game. Um, really, I'm trying. I can't really think of any other ground that I've been to to watch England. That's been really good. I went to Dortmund. Uh, that wasn't a bad. I kind of. I think it wasn't. I'm not saying it was a bad ground, but I kind of expected more from it. But I just think that's San Marino. I don't know. I just. I think it's I, kind of like. Just, it, it, just it, going. Just, sorry, stop, stopping on the Dortmund thing. I absolutely agree. I completely agree. Because I also went to Dortmund. I went to Dortmund uh, uh, three years ago now, just over three years ago. Um, and all right, they only played Hanover. I was on the yellow wall. Um, but I went to Mönchengladbach the day before and I was, you know, far more... I had a far more enjoyable experience at Mönchengladbach than I did at Dortmund. Yeah, um, I, just, I, did, I, did, I wasn't really blown away with it. But I think the thing with the Amsterdam Arena is it's still like a good ground without being soulless like Wembley. If you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's been uh, around long just, enough to, to to build its own atmosphere now, hasn't it? Yeah, I just I, I had a yeah, I had a, I, I, it was it was yeah, it was the first first ground that my dad took us to following England. So I'd probably say that one. I mean, I've been to a few obscure ones, but I mean, as in a good ground, I'd, I'd probably pick that one. Yeah. So um, uh, the World Cup of two thousand eighteen. Just. Unbelievable! The build-up to it, the, we done the, the we done the quite a few qualifiers. I think I think I maybe went to all the away games maybe, or maybe only missed a, a one or two. Um, and I just yeah, just like I said, before, we never went to Russia. My dad didn't fancy it really after Mars. Uh, I just yeah, got with yeah. my, I got with my girlfriend that I'm with now, and I wasn't really interested in going. It's, it was too spread out, and um, I just didn't really fancy it. And to be honest, it was good to spend it at home. It was weird because it was the full nation was just bouncing. Like, you know, it's like it's probably the same down by you. The pubs were packed. It was like mm-hmm. our Italian. It was like my Italian United. That's the way yeah. I would say. I looked at it. It was, it was kind of the same. You had the semi-final heartbreak and stuff, but yeah, it was. Um, it was definitely one of the best summers I've had. Yeah, Italia 90 was the first World Cup that I can remember. And I do I distinctly recall, you know, seeing England, watching England on the telly playing Egypt, um, seeing them get the last minute winner against Belgium. Uh, Cameroon as well. I remember watching all of the games. And, I, and back in this day, back near, at the very start of this podcast, you said that you didn't have a huge affinity with, um, with, well, with a football club. And that, that was exactly the same for me. Um, with Reading is this, this uh, sort of um, in, the, in, the, in the least uh, disparaging way non-entity third tier club um, local club um, and it was only really through uh, through my uncle for me it was that, that started getting me interested in, in football but yeah. um, I know exactly what, you, what 
say, and it was you know the, the whole nation was it was just urging urging the urging the, the team on. It's just just a shame, really, um, that we couldn't couldn't hold on against yeah, Croatia. It but was a, you know. that was a horrible, horrible night. It was a, but it was just one of them, isn't it? It's like football. You just pick yourself up and go again. You do. But you know, happier times. You've seen us win three two in Germany. Yeah, that was just. Um, it was just. It's just a shame it was a friendly. <laughs> it's just a shame it was a friendly. Um, yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, it, it, and it, it was. It was. If I remember rightly, because again, I watched it on the telly. It was devastating that we were two 0 down in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah, we played we, so well uh, the whole game. Yeah, I think Jack Butland made a mistake. Going to be the first goal. He went off injured. Well, he, he, he was he was injured and he he couldn't get down to the shot. And then it kind of we got a goal back. Harry Kane done some sort of like Cruyff turn in the box, pinged it in, and then Jamie Vardy scored like a flick. That was when Vardy was like he was on fire. He was mm-hmm. Just just before the Euros, it was. Uh, and then yeah. and then obviously Eric Dyer, first England goal header. And the the full England then just they just erupted and just even though it was a friendly to beat Germany in Berlin at the Olympic Stadium was just it was brilliant. I can remember leaving the ground and you were just uh, it was just just to see all the Germans' faces. They just looked dejected and I just didn't feel guilty one little bit. I was loving it. <laughs> I, I, no, absolutely. I can that 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 smile doesn't leave. Games like that, that no. smile doesn't leave the face for a while, does it? I could no, distinctly really. recall um, other sort of club games that have made me feel that way, um, where you know that you deserve the win, uh, and yeah, it just just and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not many feelings other than sort of trophy wins and what. When it comes to a run of the mill game, there's not many feelings that, that are better than that, really, are there? No, no. So. Um, Phil Foden. Just, I don't really think he needs words. Is he's just, <laughs> he's unbelievable with the football. I mean, for City and for England, he's just. Uh, he could not have a better club manager, could he? Not really. He his touch is probably one of the best I've ever seen. He's um, he's just so effort effortless with the ball. Everyone says he's going to be the new Gaza. And I hope I hope he is, and I hope um, it's just it's just a is a bright bright future for English football, really, as in all the young players that were coming through. But I think one that really stands out that's kind of come on the scene really quick. I think Greedish is a similar but a bit different player, but he's kind of been on the scene where Fordham was kind of broken to the City team, and now all of a sudden he's like. A superstar, and he could have ruined his England career. What happened in Iceland? In he's Iceland, is kind, of, mm. kind of hopefully to kind of give him a bit of a kick up the backside. But I just mm-hmm. think for natural talent and ability, he's probably probably will be one of the best players that I will ever see. Do you know what, do, what is what is equally impressive with him is uh, is the fact that he's come through City's youth academy. And has yeah. broken into that first team in amongst um, fifty million pounds and however much they spend on players, and he's he's now a key feature in that side. 
demonstrates just how good a talent he is. And I, 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 I just, I just hope that the obviously look at the hybrid of Rooney and he kind of, I wouldn't say flopped, but he potentially could have been another Messi or Ronaldo. I just hope Foden keeps keeps it up. That's all I can mm-hmm. hope for. And so you mentioned Wayne Rooney there, um, and of course he's your, you mentioned he's your favourite all-time player. I just think he's probably the England player that I've been. I can remember him his debut right through to his last, and his record speaks for itself. Really, all-time mm-hmm. England goal scorer. Not saying he's the best player I've seen play for England, but he's. Um, I don't know. A lot of people will disagree with us, but. For me, he's probably my favourite player. They could I could have picked other ones, but probably put me. I reckon if I was a, I'm a bit older, I reckon Paul Scholes was probably the best England player I've ever seen. But I'd say my favourite player probably Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I'm I'm also lucky enough to have seen both play, um, and you know Paul Scholes just instinctive ability um, with a ball. Spray in the ball left, right, and centre was was um, was certainly up there with uh, with the best that I've seen. Um, Wayne Rooney added that aggression. Bear in mind that I only ever saw these players play for Man United against my team, um, and you know, so Wayne Rooney added that aggression, but but and that desire, um, and you also had you know Cristiano Ronaldo as well. Um, well, he that sort of rolls itself off the tongue. I'm also thinking Ryan Giggs now as well. I was thinking Rio Ferdinand, Emmanuel Vidic. <laughs> it's not a bad side, is it? Uh, Paul scores his passing ability was just it was just frightening, wasn't it? Let's face it. it he, was, he could he could hit a ten pence from fifty yards away. Mm-hmm. And it, and and the, the stupid thing is, and I, I look back, and the stupid is is exactly the word to use. Um, he should have been one of the central midfielders of his age, particularly playing international football. And England just shoved him, shoved him on the left because of this insistence on playing Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard in the middle, which never, never clicked or gelled or worked. Uh, and it's an absolute tragedy, a real tragedy that Paul Scholes ended up where he did. And I just hope at the minute this doesn't happen with the players we've got now because we've got a lot of talent coming through and I hope that it's not too much where Southgate's having to try and please everybody. He just needs to pick where we used to just play Gerard and Lampard together because we felt like we had to because they probably were the well, the best midfielders in the Premier League at the time. But it doesn't mean they're gonna play good together. And there was a lot of, and there was and there was a lot of politics and stuff that the Apparently, behind the scenes, the players didn't get on and stuff because of clubs. Where I think that's all gone now. We've yeah. seen them all now, and they all get and on. That, they're all friends. That's something they've, cut, they've they've spoken about at length, isn't it? On um, on, on particularly on BT Sport, it's been really really good at uh, um, opening those eyes with the players of that particular uh, uh, sort of era under Sven and um, oh God, the Italian bloke um, Capello. Capello, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it it was a shame because we had some of the um, some of under the uh, some of the, uh, the the well the most talented players in the world that never really gelled. Um, and of course, Wayne Rooney was a part of that. But at the same time, like you say, his uh, um, his record speaks for itself. He is England's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah, I just think 
I think he, he, he people don't people kind of see him. Yeah, he did maybe underachieve after obviously Euro two thousand and four. He was going to be the best thing ever, wasn't he? But I still think people forget of how good he really was. No, and I amen to that. Um, and let's not forget also that England, for all of its perceived underachievements at international level, does still um, produce some absolutely fantastic players that are a joy to watch. Um, Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you about Carlisle in England. Um, I hope one day my club gets to play Par- Carlisle because they are the one club um, that have all but one season have been in the Football League that my club haven't played in my lifetime, um, albeit past six days. It is 39 years since we played each other. Um, so, um, and Brunton Park is a ground that I haven't done. I've done 77 of the 92. Um, not all including Redden, but Brunton Park is a, is, a, is a ground that I really want to do because it's, like you say, it might not be the, the biggest money raiser, but it's a ground full of character. Um, and quirkiness. Um, but... Yeah, it's, a, it's, the only, it's the only ground I've ever been to where you've got the toilet and you're having a piss up against the wall and just over, <laughs> the, other side of, just, just over the other side of the wall they're selling the burgers. So you can... Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's something that needs to be seen to be believed. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly with, with this day and age, um, with, with this day and age, the support is absolutely... Um, yeah, it, it's a bygone age. Um, but that it's a ground that I really want to go to. Um, but uh, thank you so much for giving me your time tonight no uh, and, and talking about Carlisle. Um, just a reminder to everybody, um, I said it at the start, I'll say it again. Um, follow me on Twitter, personally, Handbags82. Um, uh, there is a Facebook group uh, as well uh, for Terrace Memoirs, funnily enough, called Terrace Memoirs. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Terrace Memoirs, funnily enough. And the email address is terracememoirs at gmail.com. That brings us to an end uh, to episode eight. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to next week where I believe, from memory, I haven't got my diary in front of me, have Blackburn fan um, coming on, which will be uh, interesting, um, interesting, exciting in equal measure. Um, but otherwise um, yeah stay safe wear the mask and um, enjoy your beers as well because we can all go into pubs now actually inside pubs um, yeah and uh, and of course we can all go to football grounds now well not all of us but uh, it's good to be watching at least the first half this evening of uh, of uh, Bournemouth with Brentford with fans and of course the FA Cup oh, talking of the FA Cup what limbs yeah, um, it's one of them with um, Leicester, isn't it? I think everyone has a bit of a soft, soft spot for them, unless you're a Derby or Forest fan. But um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was it was um, it was good to see, and I'm lucky enough to have an England Scotland ticket for the Euros, so I'm hoping for the for the same this summer. You lucky bugger! Yeah, on that on that note, before I get too jealous, we'll end it. Lee, thank you so much, uh, and uh, yeah. Ciao, ciao for now. See you later, Matt.